Welcome to Podman Out. This is a podcast where we're going to be talking about uh, professional sports, college sports, and uh, pop culture, and just the daily happenings of you and I's lives. And uh, with this being the first installment, first episode, I believe introductions are in order. So here to introduce himself first is my right-hand man, Mr. Caleb Zerlini, my co-host of Podman Out. What's up, y'all? Excited to start this out. We'll see where it takes us. Hopefully y'all like it, and let's get into it. That was no introduction. You didn't say anything about yourself. You have to tell us your favorite food, <laughs> your handedness, and you know what? Uh, I mean, why don't you tell us about your current sports situation? All right. Uh, I'm Caleb Zerlini from Southern Illinois, as is my man Troy here. Um, most of you listening are probably from back home anyway, so... Um, I'm right-handed in most things. Uh, I'm currently playing Division II basketball at Purdue University Northwest in Hammond, Indiana. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Very well, very well. Uh, I am Troy Schrader. I am also from Southern Illinois. I am right-handed, left-handed in other things. You know, I'm a jack-of-all-trades. Uh <laughs> Bit ambidextrous, um, and uh, my current sports situation is that I enjoy to watch them. So you know, I'm going to be giving my opinions on these sports games, these sports seasons, different players, and you listeners should know that my opinions are obviously superior because as a former JV benchwarmer, I know exactly what I'm talking about. So, with that, we're gonna go ahead and uh, lay out the topics of this first episode. First. First topic, first thing on the agenda, we're going to go ahead and talk about the MLB World Series. Uh, maybe take a look back on the postseason that's already happened, but uh, going to take just look at a preview of the World Series, you know, give our picks on who we think is going to win, maybe some X Factors. Maybe some awards in there. Just Yeah, who we think is going to be the World Series MVP. Uh, then we're going to go next into the start of the NBA season. I know we're a few games in, but we're it's exciting times. The season's kicking off. After Very that, exciting. Yeah, Very exciting. Uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Gonna, Caleb's going to talk about the Pacers heat game you recently went to. We're going to give uh, maybe some early award picks. Uh, then we're going to go into a draft where we're going to be picking our favorite Disney characters. Well, we got this draft idea from the old man in the three podcasts, J.J. Reddick and Tommy Alter. Uh, all credit to them. Great idea. Uh, great yeah. entertainment mm-hmm. in the podcast industry. So, mm-hmm. Their draft idea is one that we enjoy. We partake in this activity on drives and even when we're just chilling, you know. Just, sometimes it's just fun to chop it up like that. And then the last segment we've got is going to be one that's for our podcast. Uh, it's called Podman Out, where we're each going to highlight a player that we think uh, has deserves to be highlighted, whether it be for a good reason or a bad reason or any reason at all. So uh, I feel we, like it could also be this an average Joe in society, mm-hmm. someone that does something yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's get it started. All right, so uh, with that, we're going to be jumping into the MLB postseason here. Uh, got the World Series coming up, obviously. Uh, Astros, Braves. Astros gonna have uh, home field advantage. Um, 
Braves eliminated the Dodgers in six. Astros eliminated the Red Sox in six. You know, the Braves made the Dodgers look not very good. Aside from one game where the Dodgers exploded on offense, their bats were asleep the whole time. And for a team that at the beginning of the year was said to have maybe a historic pitching rotation, it made their pitching look not very good. They were able to get to their starters early, and I know that the Dodgers starters have been going on short rest, but it made them not look that great. It, it definitely showed the Dodger team had holes, and uh, I, me being a Dodgers fan, it hurt to watch us get eliminated, but uh, you know, I in that series, I feel like the better team won. Great way to put it. Um, personally, didn't watch much of the series. Um, you guys will find out I'm more of a NBA, college, basketball guy myself. Um, I do enjoy baseball. I'm a Mets fan. Can't say that I hate anybody or hate a team besides UNC. You know, Duke love, UNC hate. But uh, after what the Astros did in the World Series versus the Dodgers, I'd, I don't know if I can support them for a while. I know half the guys weren't even on the squad, but... Just that organization, that doesn't sit well with me. It definitely grinds my gears. And the thing <laughs> that gets me riled up the most about them cheating, it took away a championship from the Dodgers, which is, you know, something that you hate to see if you're just a fan of the sport. But at being a fan of the Dodgers, that sucked watching us lose and then it coming out years later that they cheated to win that. That really, it ticked me off. But the thing that really pisses me off the most is that the Astros did not even have to cheat to win. They were a damn good baseball team, and they cheated when they didn't have to. And it just, it, it's a black mark on that franchise for a long time to come when they did not have to. They did not have to do that. I agree. They had so much talent, and just the fact that they cheated in general, but like you said, they didn't need to, to win. They could have won... Regardless, I'm not saying it was theirs to be the Dodgers to be taken out of their hands, but at some point you gotta realize like you're a major league baseball team. You're in the World Series for a reason. You're good. Like, come on now. I... Yeah, and uh, the day we're filming this slash recording this, we uh, we're doing this on Monday, October 25th. So. The World Series will be kicking off tomorrow, and uh, game one starts. We got Charlie Morton against uh, Framber Valdez. Uh, I believe that it's going to be a game that is not going to have many home runs. I know, bold prediction. Framber Valdez with a very high ground ball rate. Charlie Morton knows what he's doing. He's been in the postseason. He has experience. I feel like, like that's going to be a good game to watch, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to try to set my bias aside here when I make this pick, but the Braves just had so many hot bats heading into this. I know that the Astros have dudes that are just insanely talented. Like, Jose Altuve is one of the best postseason players of all time. As much as I don't like the guy, I know that he is. Kyle Tucker is a dude that's very underrated. He's great to watch. He's good ball player. Alex Bregman obviously is a good player. They've got good pitching. Lance McCullers was a stud for the few games that he pitched. Um, but, you know, I just, I I would like to see the Braves win, but I think the Astros end up taking this home, especially with, Worlds, or with home series advantage. That's huge. 
I think that the Astros win this in six. In six. In six, maybe five. The Braves are a great team. Like I said, they have hot bats, so I think that they can delay it a little bit. But I, I, I do think the Astros are going to win this. They've got the good mix of talent and experience and some dudes that are already hot. And they've got a very solid pitching staff. See, as I've said, haven't much watched much watch, watched much of the postseason this year. Um, I'd probably have to agree with you from the highlights and pieces of the games I have watched. Uh, Eddie Rosario's looked really great. Dude's um, an animal. Absolute animal. Um, 11 RBIs in the postseason. What do you even do? The guy's throwing the the guy's seeing beach balls up there. No matter where you throw it or what you throw or what count you get him into for that matter. This guy goes up there and he smacks the ball. Like he walks up to the plate and you know this guy's gonna demolish a baseball this at bat. And exactly. you were probably gonna be right. The guy's batting four seventy four in the postseason, which is just preposterous. Yeah. Eleven RBIs, five twenty four on base percentage and eighteen hits. Yeah, this dude, just, this dude is seeing the ball and hitting it, to say the least. Yeah. Now, for the Braves to really turn this, not turn this around, but for them to uh, come out on top, uh, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno, they they got to step it up at the plate. I mean, I know that, I know that batting average is not all telling for what how good a player has been because you can hit balls hard and just find gloves and you can hit balls not very hard and find grass you know baseball you're going to average it out all the time but Adam Duvall getting on base at a 282 clip does that say yeah 282 and Dansby Swanson at 237 you know Travis Darno actually has a higher on base percentage than I thought but when you're in the postseason you need runners on base like it is a different animal so any runner on base and any chance you get to score runs you have to take advantage of that so those dudes at the bottom of the Braves lineup they have to get on base for the top of the lineup like if, if they're able to get driven in all they have to do is get on base and if they're able to get across that plate they're doing their job and they're doing what they can to help their team win the championship and at the end of the day that's that's what you need them to do. Let's bring up uh, Jack Peterson a little bit, former Dodger. Um, yeah. How do you feel about him? Um, it sucked to see us lose, obviously, but it sucked to see Jock being one of the dudes that did us in because he was he was a Dodger fan favorite, and he signed away, and me and some of my other fellow Dodger fans we uh we're sad to see him go we wish we could have brought him back but we were like you know best of luck in the future best of luck in your future endeavors but we were confident in the team that we had built and we were confident in the team that we thought had a chance to run it back uh, run back a championship I mean but when we go into that series and Jock's the one that's smacking baseballs around and getting on base and hitting clutch home runs and getting clutch base knocks it stings a little bit knowing that we had him on our team last year and we easily could have had him on our team again this year and then he plays a big part in eliminating us. But, you know, there's always there's two sides to everything. So, you know, like I said, it sucks. But it's nice to uh, see at least some former Dodgers playing, in, playing for something that matters. 
So I, I would like to see Jock continue to do well. And like I said, I hope the Braves pull it out. Um, we'll, we'll see how the series goes. I just think dude's swaggy. Yeah, the With pearls. The pearls. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I was expecting uh, anybody to be rocking any pearls in the postseason and for it to be such a big storyline. Rocking pearls, mashing pearls. That's what he's been doing. Yeah. Mashing them. That he has. He's dressed in like my aunt, though. So, I mean, he's, <laughs> you know, if he's going to pull it off, like, I can't be out here knocking his style or knocking the pearls or anything. I think they look cool. But if I could wear pearls like that and smash baseballs 450 feet, then I'd be wearing pearls every day, every day of my damn life. And I wouldn't be sitting on my ass playing baseball on the PlayStation instead of <laughs> playing baseball in real life, you know? Hey, you're dirty, though. On the show, yes, I am. You know, you want that MLB The Show work? I'll, I'll give it to you. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave links to our social media and whatnot at some point. Not really sure how, but we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll get it to you. Maybe we'll leave it in the code. You have to decipher it. Only the sharp, most sharp-minded individuals can find us. Yeah. Unless, only worthy opponents. Yes, only worthy opponents. Or unless, obviously, you know us from back home or various settings then you're going to know probably our social media things and our phone numbers and whatnot. But, you know. Uh, so, with that, who's your uh, Astros are your pick for the World Series? Yeah, Astros are my pick. Astros and six. Who, who, who do you think is going to win? Who, who's your pick? As much as I hate to say it, I've got to go Astros, too. How many games? How, you think, how many games do you think the Braves push in? I think Eddie Rosario is going to save him late game situations. Really, you think he's going to? You think he's going to stay this hot? He's batting four seventy four. You think he's going to keep four seventy four up at the plate? Maybe not four seventy four, but dude's a baller. He's going to step up at some point. Um, whether whether it's making plays in the field or just hitting baseballs like he has been, like this dude's slugging seven eighty nine. Yeah, that's. He's he's definitely been piecing up some baseballs for sure. I I think he wins them a game or two. Uh, I'd like to see it go to seven, but I'm I think six six or seven. I'm not sure which one. I want to see seven, but don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, I think for the Braves to win X Factor X Factors actually, I think it's got to be Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley. Freddie Freeman obviously won the MVP last season. Um, the guy's been he's had a, he had an okay uh, regular season, you know. I obviously not MVP like it was last year, so I may be a little bit of dis little bit of a disappointment compared to his last last season campaign. But he said uh, himself that this season has felt a little bit different. He's always been very consistent. And this year it felt like he's just been a little bit more streaky, and he caught fire in those games that the Dodgers and Braves played at Dodger Stadium. But uh, I I think that he needs to catch fire in this series again, and that would be huge. Maybe sway the sway the series in the Braves' favor, and Austin Riley as well. Austin Riley was kind of the reverse of Freddie Freeman. He was killing the ball in Braves um, in Atlanta. And then uh, whenever they would go to L.A., he just didn't really hit it as well, didn't swing it as well. But uh, those la that last game when they went back to Atlanta, he uh, 
he definitely looked good. He pieced up some balls. He had drove in some runs. Uh, I think that's him returning to his regular season form because he's a dark horse MVP candidate. I know the season's already over, so it's kind of odd to say dark horse MVP candidate, but he's definitely going to be getting some votes for that. The dude was, he mashed all year. This Braves lineup, man, you know what it does? What does it do? It fucks. This Brave lineup, <laughs> this Braves lineup absolutely fucks. And that's going to be a shout-out to Carabas uh, and Dallas Braden at uh, Starting Nine Barstool Podcast. They say that all the time, but I totally agree with them. They have dudes one through nine, even dudes on the bench, that absolutely fuck. But, uh... And we're going to get into a World Series MVP picks, who we think that's going to be. And uh, like I said, I think those guys are the X-Factors for the Braves. But like I stated earlier, I believe that the Astros are going to win in six. So for the Astros, uh, for the Astros X-Factor, I guess, like I said, I think they're going to win. Who I think is going to win them this series, watch out for Kyle Tucker, man. This guy, has he's hit four home runs in the postseason. He's been he's been hitting it hitting it pretty well. He's swung it good swung it well all season. He's definitely underrated. He's got a 310 on base percentage. And I know that's not otherworldly, nothing insane, but you know, you got to do that's gonna be slugging 625 and getting on base for you at a 310 clip. That's pretty damn good. And Jordan Alvarez has obviously been otherworldly with a 1329 OPS. But I don't know if he's gonna keep up a 441 average and a 535 on base percentage, slugging 794. I don't know if he can keep that up. So maybe look for him to take a step back. But Kyle Tucker, he's been that dude all season. Um, it's never a bad pick to say Jose Altuve is going to be the World Series MVP. The guy is insane. I, he's, I think, tied for the lead or very close to the lead in most career postseason home runs. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't he like five? Five, 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 seven. Damn. Just goes to show the game of baseball does not care. You look at basketball, you look at football. Size obviously plays a role. You see a guy that's five seven trying to play in the ML or in the NBA, and it's going to be a very difficult road for them to do that. You look at a guy that's five seven in baseball, and baseball does not care. Doesn't care. Height does not. Height doesn't measure heart. No, it does not. Shout out Marcus Stroman. That's his brand. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say. It's not It's not all about size. It's about the motion of the ocean. That is what they say, Charlie. That's what they <laughs> say. So who do, you, who do you have for your World Series MVP pick? Well, like I said, I'm not a betting man, but I mean... But if I were. But if I know, were. Yeah, I'm not a betting man, but if, if I were. If I were, I don't think Altuve is going to get it this year. I don't. You don't think so? You don't think he's going to carry on his... Postseason prowess. I think he's gonna be average, but I don't think he's, he'll be the best on his team in the World Series. Uh, I I think Jordan Alvarez carries this out. You think that? I don't. You not think he the same clip. Out? Not the yeah. same clip. Obviously, uh-huh. mm-hmm. he's gonna take a little step down, but in the end, I think I think dude's batting at least three seventy. At least 370. By the at the end of the World Series when they're holding up the championship. So are you talking 370 in this series or 374 the entire postseason? He's going to he's he's, he's going to meet that threshold. He's going to meet that threshold. Okay, so 370 for the whole postseason. I think he's been 370, 375, maybe 365. So you think that Rosario and Alvarez both carry on their hot streaks? I do. They carry it over into the World Series. You don't think they slow I, down a little bit? 
Obviously, they're going to slow so they're down. down a they're going to be disappointed, but yeah. I don't think they're going to completely fall. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be up to the rest of their team. I mean, clearly, these guys are just mashing baseballs. Um, I think they're going to the whoever wins this series is going to have the best overall team. Obviously, they'll be the best team in baseball this year. Yeah. Um, but with that, I'm what I mean is they're not just going to be. Two guys or three guys. It's gonna take mm-hmm. a whole F, like yeah. squad. It's a, yeah, effort, it's a team you know lineup for sure. Yeah, and if it, it being a team effort like that, that might lead I'm, to the Braves. Yeah, that might like, I, think that, I think that the Astros potential. obviously have star power. They've got solid dudes. Their pitching lineup is very underrated, or their pitching rotation is very underrated. But you know the the Braves lineup it fucks. So the only thing that scares me about the Braves is their. Their bullpen. Their bullpen was not bad in not, the uh, not in the bad, but postseason, but not the Astros. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, moving on. Uh, let's get into start of the NBA season. Yeah, NBA started off last week. Um, um, currently, no. In, in the Eastern Conference, the Bulls are in first at three and zero, tied with, with the Hornets. Look out for those Ball brothers, man. They're leading their teams right now. Best, that is true. Best records in the Eastern Conference. That is very and true. And you know what? Before we started this podcast, I would have went on record saying, I have said it to multiple people, that you need to watch out for the Hornets this year. They are a very solid team. He has said this. I, will, I have said this I will multiple attest. times. And I know that, you know, obviously it's a part of the media, part of social media. People like to make jokes about the balls because... Obviously, on social media, people like to make jokes about Lonzo, LiAngelo, Lamelo, Lavar. It's, it's it all stems from Lavar, I think. All, all BBB. That's all you yeah, have to say. Big they, ballers. They they like to make jokes about it, obviously. But Lamelo is the real deal, and Lonzo last season looked very good. People always knocked him because of his unconventional shooting uh, shooting mechanics, the way he shot the ball. But last year, he proved that. He can stroke that thing. He's, he's got a clip. He, I want to say he has a clip yet. Um, he's got to start shooting a more consistent percentage. I feel like from deep from the field. I think he shot forty percent from the field from three last year. He was one of like four players to shoot seven threes a game and shoot forty percent from the three. The dude he, was nice. Okay, okay. Um, you're right. I'll, you'll, I'll fact check myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I know you're a big Lamelo Ball guy. Mm-hmm. This dude's different. Um, first off, his game is just one of a kind. Honestly, it really is. Lamelo, Lamelo. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's comparable to anyone else in the league right now, just because yeah. of the way he plays. Uh, just the swag he brings to the court. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the word swag a lot because it. I feel like it encompasses confidence, style, just. Swag is mm-hmm. swag yes. is swag, yes. you know. Um, Lamelo is definitely swaggy, but ha- pairing him with Miles Bridges is, is dangerous. I think Miles Bridges had what thirty two last night. Yeah, thirty two. I don't know how many rebounds or assists he had, but yeah, he look for him to take off this year too, mm-hmm. especially in the, with Lamelo with a little more experience in his second year. Um, yeah, that's with Lamelo being who he is, his star factor, and him being a media darling. I feel like a lot of people are tuning into the Hornets games for him. 
but that's a solid team. Like I feel like they're must-watch basketball because Miles Bridges is a lob threat at any point, like at any given time. And LaMelo being that dude that's just going to yuck those lobs, no problem, you're going to see a lot of highlight reels, or the Hornets being on a lot of highlight reels, especially with their announcers. People yeah. love their announcers. They're going crazy. They go crazy. That's maybe that combines for some must-watch clips. Could be the best announcers in the NBA. Yeah. In basketball. Mm-hmm. And those that team is fun to watch. LaMelo is obviously... He's a triple double threat, honestly. Like this dude. Every game. Yes, every game. He's an oversized point guard. I wouldn't say oversized, but he's a very big point guard. He shoots it well, not as well as he could. There, Borrego has said that he's looking for Melo to shoot a better percentage from three this year, but I I think it comes with time. And obviously, him being a second year, it's he's going to take a big step forward. He's obviously one of the best playmakers in the league. Honestly, he's he's 20 years old, and this dude is already like damn near top three playmaker in the league. It's ridiculous. And they've got Terry Rozier, who's on, like dude's a bucket. Like him off ball with Melo, the hate Terry Rozier can give people a lot of points quickly. I agree with that. Um, the statement that Melo Ball is a top three playmaker in I the said, league right I now. Said, I didn't say he was top three. I said he has potential and he's okay, borderline. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I didn't go that far. I am a I am a Lamelo Ball fan, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump to conclusions that quickly. Yeah. I know I make okay. jokes about it as well as other yeah. people, but I know that Melo is something special. He's potential, but I don't know if I'd go top three quite yet. On agree, playmaking. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, following the Bulls and Hornets as the Wizards, that surprises me. That's crazy. Um, I don't feel like they have a great squad this year. And then even more surprising is the Knicks behind them. Hey, man, I watch mean, out for those Knicks. They were Kemba, they were surprising last year. Maybe they were. They got Kemba back. Not, not Kemba back. Crazy. They picked Kemba up. But they got D. Rose back. They got picked up Evan Fournier. They got Julius Randle coming off of his most improved player season. Obi Toppin with some experience under his belt. I know um, he was. I know he was disappointing last year a little bit. I don't know how much of a factor he's looking to be. Okay, but the he, importance of role players in the NBA are crazy. It's very big, but he's shown that he on offense he's a fairly one-dimensional player. Yeah, and that that may be all he have to be for this team. I mean, if he's pulling down rebounds and just facilitating the ball. I feel like that might that might as well just be his job this year. Is he really facilitating though? Because he's I, not. I, I don't. Bet, then he needs to improve on that factor. Yeah, he needs to improve on multiple offensive factors on his game. If this, Agreed. if he can stretch the floor a little bit better, like it looks like he's just a, you know, a rim to rim player. It looks like he's that yeah. type of dude that's rostered to be in the dunk contest and in the dunk contest only. I I agree with that after last year. Um, you know, like, hey, he's definitely a tough finisher. This dude takes tough shots underneath the rim, and he makes tough shots underneath the rim. But other than that, I don't really know what value he provides to the Knicks on offense. Okay. I I can get with that. Um, after the Knicks, so was the Bucks, the returning champions. Uh, also, I'd like to point out the Wizards are 2-0. They've only played two games. Yeah, they play tonight, don't they? Uh, I think they play tonight. I think the Heat also play tonight. Yeah, the Hornets already started. They are playing Boston. 
there 17 minutes ago they were tied at the first end of the first quarter 33 to 33 so gotcha it's a game there it's the, the Celtics are looking to make up some ground they are uh, in a very large tie for seventh place actually you know what I take that back a very large tie for ninth place but uh, they're one and two they're looking to make some ground up they're looking to maybe Stop the Hornets' run, I guess. I mean, they're only 3-0, so I don't know how much of a run you would call it. But at the beginning of the season, the Hornets have some nice momentum going. The Celtics definitely need to get back on track with them being 1-2. and two. And obviously, there's a lot of a lot of season left, but... They need to figure out their team dynamic. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum could... You know the potential they have. Everybody does. Jason Tatum, in my opinion, might have the deepest bag in the NBA. Personally, I know he's one of my favorite players, but really? you don't you don't think KD? Okay, well, given Kevin, I said one of them. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said um, I thought you said the deepest bag. I was gonna. I, he has counter. one of one of the deepest bags. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much skill to go around there. Um, if he can pair that with off ball with Jalen Brown, the Celtics could be very scary. Yeah, uh, definitely a deep playoff contender. Uh, personally, I don't know if they figure it out this year. Uh, might be a bull take. Not really into hot take culture, but I mean, I I like to I like to listen, and mm-hmm. I don't like to make many hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Heat, you know, those are my guys. Um, was at the game the other night versus the Pacers in Indianapolis. Great game, overtime game. Tyler Hero, 30-10 off the bench, 41 minutes played. That's the most minutes on his team, right? Yeah, led, led the team in minutes, coming off the bench. It's huge coming off the bench. You need to, anybody will take a guy that's going to lead your team in points off the bench and lead him in minutes. Exactly, and we it's haven't gotten huge. to the award predictions yet, early award picks, um, but he's my sixth man of the year right now. Really? You? Dude's averaging, what, 20, 28 and a half? Through, I know it's through two games. It's through two games, but, but you know. He's shooting at a 44% mm-hmm. from the field and 35% from three, which obviously that can improve. It's not awful, though. Mm-hmm. Um, averaging eight rebounds a game for a t- one-two guard. Um, but, yeah. Um, dude, yeah. early six-man-of-the-year pick. Mm-hmm. Um on offense, the Heat looked very stagnant, doing too perimeter-centric, I feel like, when you get... I mean, Bam got some touches the other night. Um, we had some good off-ball movement at times. Uh, it was frustrating to watch until Tyler Hero basically carried us. Um, Jimmy Butler stepped up towards the end, made some plays. Um, some calls didn't go our way. Home court advantage. Fans are loving it. Um... But yeah, uh, it was fun. Great game. Wish I could go back and watch it again. Uh, really hope that we can make a gr- long playoff run this year. Um, I think I think we have the potential. Everyone's talking about Brooklyn being hard to beat, and obviously the Bucks in the East. Do you have the balls to say it? Do you have the balls to say that the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA championship this year? <sighs> You have the balls to say that. I have the balls to say it right now. You have the balls to say that the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA championship. Watch, forget the Suns, forget the Lakers, 
Forget the Bucks repeating. Forget the Nets. You have the balls to I say that balls. the Miami Heat are going to bounce back after a disappointing playoff run last year where, quite frankly, the Bulls made them look like chumps. The Bulls right. absolutely dookied all over their chest, and it was hot and stinky. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, as a fan, I have the balls. Mm-hmm. As, but as a, an unbiased NBA observer, do you have the balls to say that? As a fan, I have the balls. As a, an unbiased NBA observer, I can't say I do. Um, there's a lot of faultiness in our offense. I mean, how Gabe Vincent started for us last game with Kyle Lowry out. I was, I was wondering. I was kind of. I looked at the starting lineups and I was like, what the hell's Gabe Vincent doing in the starting lineup? Yeah, I mean, we got Max Drews playing. Dude, hit one three in the game. Can't play a lick of defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not. We're not seeing enough of Omer Yurt seven. Really like that guy, even though yeah. I've been high on that guy for a while. I have. I have. Um, I, as an unbiased fan, I can't say with full gusto or gusto that they will win the championship. Um, right now, I don't have a pick. But we haven't even gotten out of the Eastern Conference yet. No, we have not. We got to take a look at the East yet, or the West yet. My fault. Let's get into the West. Curry's looked amazing this year for the Warriors. When doesn't Curry look amazing? This guy is timeless. You're not wrong. Um, he's how old now? Is he 32, 33? I think he's 33. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that age is going to take a toll on Steph, Tur- Steph Curry's game because. It's not like he relies on athleticism a ton. He relies on his IQ, his off-ball movement, a little bit of shiftiness, maybe his handles kind of speed. Yeah, maybe his maybe speed and quickness and his handles kind of deteriorate. But I don't know. Jamal Crawford was looking like this dude could absolutely tear up. He can still hoop. Yeah, he can. He can still hoop. He could be on an NBA roster right now. Yeah, for sure. Solid minutes. He's like 42. He's like 42, and this guy still has some of the craziest handles, and he's insanely fast and shifty. So that just goes to show that Seth Curry can be a menace for 10 more years, honestly. And that 10 more years sounds crazy to say, but Steph's crazy. This guy has been one of the most transformative players in NBA history. He is the most transformative player in NBA history, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I'm, we grew I, up watching that mm-hmm. and witnessed it, but mm-hmm. I just don't know who else expanded the game like that. No one else. No, no one. Obviously, I'm a big J.J. Reddick guy. Um, Peja Stokovic, or however you say Zoyakovic. his name. Zoyakovic. Zoyakovic. He's one of the first players to start taking transition threes. Like, no one else is doing that. J.J. Reddick implemented it at Duke. Steph Curry took it to a new level. Dude's pulling up from half. Now you see Dame doing that. You see Trey Young doing that. Um, he just, he really did expand the game. Um, and, like, you got little kids out here doing crazy moves. Like, this crazy what he did to the game. Inspired mm-hmm. so, so many different ways to create a shot. And just like when we were growing up, the kids that are our age, you know, born around the early 2000s, we're growing up yucking shots, we're pulling up from everywhere, and we're yelling Kobe, just because, you know, Kobe was taking those shots, and he was making those shots, Mm -hmm. and now you see little kids like that, they're all yelling Curry, that's that's who these little kids are growing up watching, they're seeing this dude just take ridiculous shots, you're like, are you joking, like, that's the first thing you might think, and then it falls in, and you're like, okay, never mind. 
Like for sure. The dude takes crazy shots and he makes crazy shots. Agreed. Agreed. Um. So right now, Warriors are in first place, three and zero in the West. Uh, tied for second are the Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Jazz. Timberwolves surprising. Um. They could be scary if they put the pieces together. What did you tell me the other day that D'Lo and Cat have only played what a it was, total of like eight games together? It was a, it was less than less than twenty or thirty or something. They've been together for two to two and a half years, two years, and they've not even played the equivalent of half of one season. I think I I agree. I think the Timberwolves could be a sleeper. I mean, Cat is Cat is obviously always solid. That's always been a little bit of a knock against him. That no matter how well Cat plays, his team can never seem to find it. Even whenever they had Jimmy Butler and they've had pieces, but they've got young guys. They've got Anthony Edwards, who looked pretty good last year. Lost out on the Rookie of the Year to Lamelo Ball. Uh, him taking another step this year could be that the kick in the ass that the Timberwolves needed. You know, they've got D'Lo back. He former All Star. If he can retain that form, they've potentially got. Three studs. Agreed. Agreed. They, they can definitely be a sleeper team. Um, in fifth, we got the Grizzlies. John Moran has looked very good. I mean, their, their one loss He's is to the Lakers, and that was last night, and John Moran put up 40 points. And honestly, I think that that game, I know it's only three games into the year, but that one was looking almost like a like a must win for the Lakers. I know they're one and two and it doesn't look pretty. Obviously, I mean they have not looked as good as people might have thought them to, but if they would have started off the 0 and 3, start off the season 0 and 3, I think that the entire team, especially LeBron because he is always getting scrutinized by many people, he would have been crucified if they would have started 0 and 3 to the season. I agree with that. And honestly, after last season in the playoffs, they were obviously in the uh, Western Conference Finals with the, uh, or were they when the, in the Western Conference Finals against the Suns, or was it the second round? I think it was the second round. Yeah, the second round. But they got eliminated by the Suns last year, and they got beat because the They're... Lakers couldn't stay healthy, they didn't have depth, and they didn't shoot it that well. The Suns just were younger and shot better. So the Lakers countered that this offseason by saying, let's get older and shooting worse. So I don't quite know what the strategy was there, but they have guys that have experience, guys that are obviously smart, guys that have been successful in their career. So I think that they can put that together, and I think that they can definitely be a successful team. Agreed, agreed. Mavericks in six, t- tied for six with the Blazers, um, or seventh, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Blazers, like you, like you're gonna say. Been riding the "Don't Sleep on Us." They've been they've been riding the "We're Slept On" nar- uh, narrative for quite some time, and yeah. while they have been, I think a three seed or a four seed once or twice since Dame's been in the league, they are always running that "Oh, don't sleep on the don't sleep on us, don't sleep on the Blazers," and they have yet to. Show that we've been sleeping on them because every year everyone's like, I think the Blazers are going to be a first or second round playoff exit, and that's what they are every time, except for the one time they made the conference playoffs and they got swept, or the conference championship and they got swept. So, yeah. 
Mavericks. So much we can get into so much about Luca. Generational talent. Luca's um, a stud. Definitely a stud. Don't know how he does it. I think that they need to get Kristaps a little bit more involved. Maybe take a little bit of that pressure off of Luca. I know Luca has big, broad shoulders. This guy can carry a team. But I, if you, if you're wanting to win a championship, you have to. I feel like you have to have more than one player. You cannot be a one-dimensional team, or not a one-dimensional team, a one-player team. I agree with that. And win the championship, LeBron, who is arguably one of the, arguably a, the goat. And I say not. I don't say he is the go. He's arguably the go because obviously people have there. There's different people posting about it on social media every day about whether LeBron's the go, MJ's the go, somebody else, you know. But LeBron carried the Cavs all the way to the finals against the Spurs, and obviously it did not work out well. And right now, where Luke is at in his career, I don't think he's at where LeBron is. No. Where LeBron was, I mean, and that's that's not even. Like that's I that's it, it's hard it's to be, easy to say that it's hard, it's hard to be, to be LeBron. It's hard to be LeBron. It really is. Um, and they and even AI, you know, like AI was crazy in two thousand two thousand one when they played the Lakers and they only won one game. The Sixers did that year in the play in the finals. So I I really think the Mavs need to maybe make a trade to get a number two or get Kristaps going to be that number two. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, the Thunder are 0 and 3. You know, I nothing really crazy there. Still in rebuild. Yeah, still in rebuild. Great pickup with Josh Giddy. Uh huh. Josh Giddy is very. I think he's a very talented basketball player. Obviously, you have to be to make the NBA, but I think he's a talented NBA player. I think he has a lot of upside, especially mm-hmm. in the Thunder organization. Yeah. I mean, they've made playoff runs with mm-hmm. KD. Harden, Westbrook. They've shown that they can develop young talent. Exactly. And I'm excited to see what he turns into as well. And SGA, Shake mm-hmm. Gildas Alexander. And um, it's definitely, it, it doesn't hurt when you are entertaining as hell with Josh Giddy. This guy, if you don't follow him on TikTok, great TikTok follow. This guy is an absolute menace. He is, he's very entertaining on TikTok for sure, in social media. He's, he's a good follow. He's a good follow. But uh, that's definitely I. It's rebuild time in OKC. They, I feel like they need to get the value for their pick, so it makes sense that they're going to be. They might be tanking this year, but you know they were. There was, whenever Chris Paul was there, they were expected to uh, also be tanking that year. And look at them making the playoffs. And obviously they don't have Chris Paul. They don't have someone that's just one of the highest IQ players of all time. But you know, it's I. I think it's fair to say that you can never count out the Thunder. They've got some young talent. They've got dudes that I think might be able to step it up. I can get on on with that, too. Um, what about the Rockets? The Rockets? Jalen Green, rookie of the year contender. Um, and Christian Wood being solid, and I think it stops about there. There's really not much else to say about that team. They've got other dudes that are not bad. Kevin Porter Jr. has been something in his career. So um, far. Yeah. I think he Cleveland. can. I think he can be good in Houston for sure. But outside of that, I feel like they have a bunch of young guys, but not a bunch of young guys that have shown a lot of promise. I agree with that. Um, obviously, Jalen Green. I he, he's a he's a hooper. Um, Alperen Shingun actually, he was a first round draft pick in this past year's draft. I think he's not bad. I think that he could potentially be. A very good player. 
Agreed. I think the biggest thing with the Rockets is finding the right pieces and bringing them together. I think they got a lot of dudes, but I don't think they have a lot of team development. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of individuals, but they don't have a core, I don't think, yet. Um, hopefully they can get there at some point. Um, not sure when, mm-hmm. but I think it's at least three years down the line. It, yeah, at least. They need Jalen Green to be huge, and I don't really know what they plan on doing with Christian Wood. I would try, I would assume trade him for some draft picks or some young player, but if they do it, the time is now. you got to strike while the iron's hot because there's no point in keeping a player that could potentially bring someone some value like a contender, if he could go to a contender and provide them some value, there's no point in the Rockets holding on to him when they are not in a win-now situation at all. Yeah, they're just doing Christian Wood a disservice. Mm -hmm. And themselves a disservice, honestly, because they could be getting value that's setting themselves up for future success while now they're kind of having their star player thinking, not thinking, but their star player being there where he's a win-now kind of piece, but the rest of the team around him is not a win-now team. So who do you think's gonna? Who do you have early prediction for the championship? Three games in, two games in for some teams. Early NBA I know Finals you said, champion. I know you said you had the you had the balls to say it that the Heat are gonna win the championship as, as a Heat fan. fan, but as a unbiased observer of the NBA, who do you think is going to win the championship? I think it has to be. Shit, I don't even know. Um, I want to say the Nets with KD and I just don't know. I really don't. Um, obviously, I'd like to see the Heat win. Um, I think the Bucks are promising. Definitely deep playoff contender. Um, I think it's going to be either the Nets or the Bucks. I don't think the Lakers are going to whip into shape. You don't think so? I th- obviously, they're going to take off a little bit more than they have in the first mm-hmm. three games. Um, they're going to find out. I mean, in LeBron. LeBron's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He always does. He's going to figure something out. LeBron's on a mission, man. He's he's got he's got his friends there. He's got uh, he's got Carmelo. He's got half of the Banana Boat crew. Yeah, D Wade's living in L.A. Um, in the West. I think the Warriors are gonna make a bounce back. Mm-hmm. They got with, Clay definitely coming, with Clay coming back. They got back. Clay coming back, and they're three and L. That's huge. Gary Payton the second looked great last night. Like obviously not a huge name, mm-hmm. but he looked really good last night. Steph looks great. Clay I think is gonna be right there. They got solid pieces with Otto Porter Jr. and Andrew well, Wiggins. Chamberlain's grandson. Honestly, they had to bring back the uh, their city jerseys are uh, are pretty much copies of the jerseys that they wore when they were the Philadelphia team and Will Chamberlain was Agreed. rocking them. Agreed. In the West, I think it's obviously I'm picking the one and two teams in the East or in the West right now with the Warriors and Jazz. Um I think the Jazz are gonna be hard to beat. You don't think that they continue their playoff woes? You think that they finally this is the year they break through? I don't think they beat the Warriors. Um, you don't think they beat the Warriors I think the finals is gonna be I think the Warriors will go back to the finals this year. And who's your pick for the finals in, from the East then? I'm gonna have to go. I want to say Miami, but 
I'm going with the Bucks. I think it's going to be Warriors Bucks. As much as I hate to say that, not a big Bucks guy. I like Giannis. I do. I like Drew Holiday, but that's about the extent of it. Um, yeah. Um, and Giannis has taken he's taken it to heart that some people have said that he has no bag and he's just a run and dunk type of player because if you've been watching their games in the preseason, his jump shot has looked much much improved. His form looks way better. He's shooting 33% from the three-point line through their three games so far. And I know it's only three games. It's a small sample. But that would be the highest percentage of three in his, from three in his career. And I'm not saying that 33 is going to make him be labeled as one of the league's premier sharpshooters. Obviously not. But him adding just at least some sort of three-point shot so that he's viewed as a threat to take one... Mm-hmm just makes him even more unguardable. For sure. His, the development of his shot is so big for him because you already know he's, he can get any bucket mm-hmm. inside the paint he wants mm-hmm. anytime. But with, if he can shoot and at a decent clip, his ability to space the floor and force mm-hmm. that weak side guard or mm-hmm. weak side big, whoever's guarding him, to not help as much, it's just going to open the floor up so much more for his guards. Mm-hmm. But for my picks for the uh, early predictions for the championship, I think we have, I think Bucks go back as well. Obviously, they have the playoff experience, they have the championship experience, that winning DNA, and Giannis just looking better shooting wise is huge for the entire team. I think the Bucks go back, and I think the Lakers get it back on track, honestly. Really? Um, LeBron's on a mission. Uh, Russ has never won that championship. I think Russ turns it around as well. Um, Carmelo? Carmelo, you know, he's going to he's gonna go and get you some points off the bench, obviously. AD's good. Dwight Howard's another vet that he knows what he's doing. Uh, biggest snub in the All-NBA, the 75 team in Dwight Howard. That guy, Agreed. surefire, should have been on there, in my opinion. But uh, I think we have Bucks Lakers, and um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I we can I, just leave it at that for now. We'll leave it at that. But I think I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers take it out of okay. those two. So we're not Absolutely. leaving it at that. All right. Then I got. You can leave it at that if you if you don't want. I think the Warriors win this. You win think this. the Warriors? I think they have a bounce back year. Uh-huh. Curry cements cements himself as one of the greatest point guards of all time. Mm-hmm. Greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, who's your early pick for rookie of the year? Early rookie of the year pick? Um, well, okay, we got the we got the odds pulled up here. Let's see. Jalen Green's currently the betting favorite at plus two fifty. Kate Cunningham at plus four hundred. I mean, he's only missed on two games. He shouldn't be missing a whole lot more. Um, Josh Giddy at plus two thousand. I think that's some pretty damn good value in that pick. Same with Davion Mitchell at plus eighteen hundred. He um, has looked amazing this year. Davion Mitchell. He's looked. He's looked like a, a damn near a depoy player. He's guarding some of the best I mean, players in the league, and he's locking them up. I mean, there was a stat on Twitter the other night I saw. I think I don't know which players he's guarding. I think it was, who did they play? Uh, he it guarded Donovan, Donovan Mitchell in one of the games. Um, he got a curry last night, obviously. Mm-hmm. Probably his toughest assignment. Um, Let's see. Let's but see Kings well played so far. He he's guarding each team's best player, and through through two two games, he's right. He played the Blazers, the he, Jazz, yeah. He guarded and the, Dame, and the Warriors, Dame, 
Donovan Mitchell and uh, Steph, obviously. In so, that game, Dame shot 8 of 24. He shot 33% yeah, on the field. Be, in the first two games. All of 9 from 3. When Davion Mitchell was guarding Dame and Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell and Dame combined for 20 points in two games. And I know it's two games and it's just the beginning of the season, but Davion Mitchell is looking very promising. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going just based off of best chance to win it, I... I think Jalen Green has a very good shot. Same with Cade Cunningham. Obviously, them being their one of like the top options on their team is huge. I think Scotty Barnes has a good shot, but I am gonna go with Josh Giddy at plus two thousand. That is, I think that's good value for that pick, and that's another one of those. This dude has looked actually pretty good. He's looked like a jack of all trades, and uh, there's not a whole lot of other players around him that are gonna be taking the ball away from him except for Shea. And I think that there are a lot of shots to go around in OKC, and Josh Giddy is going to be the type of guy, or going to be that guy for them that is going to take those shots and make those shots. Okay, okay. Um, I agree with what you said. I mean, I'm not going to pick Josh Giddy. I don't think he's as talented. Obviously, huge potential. I just don't think he's as talented as these other guards, and Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham. Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell, obviously those guys are ahead of him on the odds. Mm. Um, but personally, I'm taking Chris Duarte. Really? Um, I mean, plus nine hundred on those odds. You like the value at that pick? I I love the value. I mean, Hebers Pacers, obviously I went to the game. Dude had nineteen points. Obviously not great field goal percentage. He was he's six a plus of minus of fifteen though. Plus, exactly, huge. he's a playmaker. He's coming in this ro- starting rotation as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gr- seems very experienced, knows how to get to his spots. One thing that's going to hurt him, though, is he really needs to get his efficiency. Uh, agreed. Up. I think he's going to figure that out this dude, the this dude has 99-shot tendency, and if he's just going to go out all season yucking shots, shooting 6 of 21 every game, that's definitely going to hurt his chances of winning that if he's shooting that low a percentage. I agree with that. But on that note... Just the fact that his organization and his teammates and coaches have the faith in him to take those shots. And he has the confidence to take and he those. has the green light. Mm-hmm. I think once he figures out how to get in rhythm in the NBA and get to his spots more efficiently and take the shots, more, make shots more efficiently, more consistent, mm-hmm. um, I think he's arguably rookie of the year. I think he's my pick for rookie of the year. All right. Uh, MVP, who you got? I feel like you're going to take Jason Tatum. Uh, I'm not going to take Jason Tatum. You're not going to take Jason Tatum. I'm not taking Jason Tatum. Um, a few days ago, I probably would have said that because I know you're I'm confident Jason, in my yeah, guys. I know you're a Jason Tatum guy. Uh, but right now, I'm taking Steph Curry. Uh, if he keeps us up, obviously, he's not going to have 50 points every night. Mm-hmm. But that's not far off of what he's probably going to have. He's, I'm thinking he's averaging 28 points a game, probably eight, close to a double-double and 10 assists. Mm-hmm. Rebounds will be up and down. Um, that's on His odds are plus 600 right now. Um, has the second best odds to win MVP right now behind Kevin Durant, or behind Luka Doncic. Uh, but I, I think Steph Curry looks great, and I think the fan base, he's going to get a lot of votes. 
Um, and overall, I just think, I think right now, besides Kevin Durant, I think he's the hardest player to guard in the league. I think if Giannis is able to, con- for me, for my pick, I think if Giannis is able to continue shooting at least 33% from the three, I think that he deserves it, but I don't know if he's going to win it due to voter fatigue with him winning it two of the past three years. Um, Jokic repeating, I, I I could see it, but I don't think it's the most likely thing happening. I like Joel Embiid to win it this year. He was second in the voting last year. Um, ben Simmons is not there right now. I don't know if he comes back this year, but them not having Ben Simmons, I'm not saying that he was a threat to go out there and drop 50 a game because obviously he's known more for his defense and his playmaking than is his scoring, but him not being there just puts the ball in Joel Embiid's hands that much more, and he's been playing point guard for the Sixers in exactly. some in some spots. So him having that playmaking ability and that defense ability and obviously his scoring prowess, I like Joel Embiid to win MVP this year. I completely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, not on the MVP part, just on his role, his status on the Sixers just elevating. Um, obviously with the whole Ben Simmons deal, he's their biggest playmaker now. And with the ball in his hands, he's... He's making plays, he's making the right read at the right time. Uh, I can definitely see him being up there in the voting. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about the, the rest of the awards in a future episode. But uh, with that, we're going to move on to the third segment of the episode. It's uh, we're going to be getting into the draft here, kind of like uh, we talked about it earlier with JJ Riddick's podcast, what they do. So we're going to be uh, taking a page out of JJ's book here. And uh, we're going to be doing a draft of our own. And the draft topic for today is uh, our own personal favorite Disney characters. Um, I feel like you can learn a lot about a guy or gal about their from their mm-hmm. favorite Disney character. Yeah. It says a lot about your character and a lot yeah. about who you are. So, uh, And this is limited to no, no Star Wars, no Marvel. No correct? Star Wars, no Marvel, no TV shows. No strictly TV movies. Shows, strictly movies? So Disney, Pixar, so... All those are free game. You know what? I'll I'll let you I'll let you go first. I appreciate that. Snake, you wanna snake it? Yeah, we'll snake it. Alright. For those of you that don't know what a snake is, I start with one pick, Troy gets two, I get two. Or do you no, we'll just go back and forth. Alright, that works. With more people it'd be easier to snake. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll have to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't edit it out. We I mean it's alright, yeah, we'll edit it out. Alright, alright. So, with my first pick, reminder, this is favorite Disney characters, so of your own personal, just not for any, to do anything for you or anything like that, just personal favorite Disney characters. Um, with my first pick, I'm taking Stitch. You're taking Stitch. He is my favorite character, Disney character. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, my mom compared me to Stitch Blot because I would destroy things for no reason. Yeah. I was messy, but yeah, uh, Stitch is my pick for sure. With my first pick, I am going with Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. I know Mm. you said, I know you said, no TV shows, but Phineas and Ferb had a movie, so with that, I will be exploiting that loophole. Great loophole. Dr. Doof is a spectacular character. I know that he is the villain, air quotes, of 
the Phineas and Ferb movie slash series. But he's more of an anti-hero than he is a true villain. This guy is just... He's a very lovable character. He's very entertaining. Gotcha, gotcha. With my second pick, I will be taking Woody from Toy Story. Fair pick, fair pick. Big Woody guy. <laughs> I'm a small <laughs> Woody guy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nice, nice. Cups of the Rose. <laughs> Alexa, play Marvin's Room. But yeah, uh, grew up watching Toy Story. Woody's always my favorite character, so yeah, that's my pick. <coughs> with my pick, the second pick of this draft, I'm going to have to go with Toe Mater. Okay, okay. Great pick, great yeah, pick. I, I, I'm a big, big, uh, big Toe Mater guy, you know, just... He's, uh, he's all about having fun. He says, screw the responsibility. And, you know, obviously we need to have some responsibility in our lives. But sometimes it's always nice to say, you know, fuck it. And just have some fun. Agreed. You do like to put it in reverse, too. Yep. Yep. You know what that means. I back my car up into parking spaces. Very great. Mm -hmm. Great reverse driver. Yep. Backing cam backup camera for the win. For sure. Mm-hmm. And with my third pick, this is tough. Um, are we counting Disney original movies? Yes. Okay, with that pick, uh, I will be taking Will Stronghold Ooh. from Sky High. Very good pick. Uh, enjoyed that movie. Obviously, growing up watching Disney Channel. Um, but yeah, Will Stronghold, he can fly. Got the girl at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Just look at Will, man. So inspirational. Yeah. So inspirational, man. Um, For my third pick, I'm going to go with uh, with Russell from Up. Oh. He is a... Uh, Damn. Definitely on my board. Yeah. Hey, Russell's, Russell's a good pick. Russell's a good guy. He's a cute kid. Enjoys helping old ladies across the street. Yeah, he just all he just needs his explorer patch, man. Yeah, that's all he wants. He doesn't want to take your money or you know anything like that. He just wants to help. Exactly. And he wants that explorer's patch. Mm -hmm. Extremely bad. All right, who you got with your fourth pick? Um, for my fourth pick, I'm taking Elsa from Frozen. Really, Elsa is one of your top favorites. Yes. I'll stand by that. No shame in my pick right there. Um, who doesn't want to have ice powers, you know? That's true. But we're not we're not picking who's... I know. Okay. I'm just yeah, saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Imagine having, mm -hmm. yeah. like... Yeah. But yeah. I don't got to explain shit. Elsa, you're dear to my heart. Number four pick for me. I'm going Wreck-It Ralph. Great pick. I love the pick. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Rick Ralph, you know, it's just, it's an enjoyable movie, you know, it's just, it's uh, John C. Riley is the voice actor for that, so, uh, you know. He's I didn't a, know that. Yeah. At least I'm pretty positive it is. All right, all right. But, uh, you know, it's just an enjoyable movie, an enjoyable character for me. Okay, with my uh, fifth and final pick, I'm going to be taking arguably one of the greatest Disney characters of all time. Arguably. Okay. Simba from The Lion King. 
You had me scared there. I thought you were going to be taking one of my picks. I already know who you're probably going to take, so. Can you, who's your prediction for my next pick? I think I'm right, and I don't want to give your pick away. With my last pick, and quite possibly the best pick in this draft, I'm going with Scar yep. from Lion King. He is the best Disney villain, maybe even the best tell like film slash television villain of all oh, time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Except Mr. Electric whoa, from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Dr. Evil. Scar is more badass than Dr. Evil. Mmm. Because you know, you see all these kid movies and uh Disney movies, and they're like the the villain comes in and he has some sort of long monologue and his plans get thwarted or he has some stupid motive behind it. But Scar just straight up didn't like his brother. He thought he could rule the kingdom better. And he didn't waste any time getting to his plan. Dude was about it. He got straight to the point And he delivered his... Like, he finished his plan with one of the most badass lines of all time. Just, long live the king. And just ice-blooded. Like, just cold... Ice-blooded. Cold-blooded. <laughs> just throws his own brother into a pack of wildebeest to his death with his own nephew watching. This guy murdered his brother in the presence of his brother's son and no remorse about it. He's the most badass villain. That is very cold-hearted. And with my and I'm going to go here after the last pick with my honorable mention if we could have done Star Wars. Okay. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And I'm not going to be one of those guys like, oh, I want Anakin. He's the chosen one. Because, you know, obviously Anakin is the chosen one. But I'm going Hondo Onaka. For those of you that watch... Yeah, who the hell is that? For those of you that watch Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, he is a spectacular character. This man, he's entertaining as hell. He's all he's... He's, he's also an anti, anti-hero. He's not a villain because sometimes he is like the villain, air quotes, of the arc that they have going on those episodes. But, you know, sometimes he's teaming up with, our, with the protagonists of the series and he's helping them out. So he plays both sides. Dude's all about money and he's entertaining. You know, he delivers some funny lines as well. I, he's my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. Awesome. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I like going for underrated characters, man. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's just taking an obvious pick. I like to look for some value in some of those underappreciated characters and some of those side guys, you know? I appreciate that. I really do. I respect it. So now... uh, Hold on. Let me get my honorable mention. Oh, okay. You want to do your honorable mention? All right. My honorable mention, if we could do Marvel, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. I feel like outside of probably Iron Man, he is probably the most entertaining Avenger. You think so? I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to be Spider-Man growing up, thought I was. Uh, might have jumped down some stairs thinking I was Spider-Man. May or may not. Did you get hurt when you did that? Don't remember. Probably because I am Spider-Man and you still know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that Spider-Man. protect you from any injury. Great powers. Mm-hmm. Wish I could be Spider-Man to this day. Yeah, those would be some pretty sick stats. Or, sorry, uh, pretty sick powers. My stats. fault. I was looking at some stats. Um, but yeah. Um, we're getting to our last that, segment. Yeah, we're going to be getting into our last segment, and it's going to be one that's, uh, we talked about it already, but uh, Podman Out. It's, we're going to be looking to highlight that one player that we feel is the odd man out for any reason. And I, 
for me, I, I'm i going to go with uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, for what reason? He has not looked like Russell Westbrook to start off the season. The Russell Westbrook of old, I mean. I mean, obviously, you know, he is still Russell Westbrook, but the Lakers coming into the season had dudes with experience, dudes that have been good in the past, and Russell Westbrook has just played the first three games and taken a crap on his own team. He is shooting 34% from the field right now, and that would be the lowest in his career. Second, so far through three games, but if he continues this, it'd be second only to his rookie season at 39.8%, so damn near 40%. And he's just, he's only averaging 12 points as well on that horrible efficiency, and that would also be his career low, second only to his rookie season. And it's, it sucks to see someone fall off like that, but it's only through three games, so I have, I have faith that Russ will turn it around. And it's, it's just he's not looked good to start the season off. The Lakers have the Lakers have needed him obviously, otherwise they wouldn't be one and two. But they're relying on him for scoring, and he just has not put the ball in the rim, and he's taking way too many shots to not be putting the ball in the rim. And I, like I said earlier in the podcast, early in the episode, uh, I think the Lakers have a chance to win the championship. They were my pick, and if they are going to win, like I predicted them to, they need Russ to turn it around. Great pick, great pick. Thank you. And for you, your pod man out? My pod man out, very first episode, is probably my favorite player in the NBA, Tyler Hero. You Um, you touched on him earlier Yeah. when you were um, talking about the Pacers heat game. But, uh, I mean, first, obviously everybody knows he, people probably think he's cocky, because he is. Mm -hmm. And he can be, because he's a baller. He's nice. Um, But... The reason he's my pod man out is because through two games uh, this year, he's averaging, he's shooting 47% from the field. I said 44 earlier, my fault, 47.8%. Uh, only 35 from three, lowest of his career so far, which is crazy. Um, 85% from the line. Get this, all right? 28.5 points per game. One foul a game, which... Foul discipline's there. That's all I'm saying. That's an underrated stat. Um, eight rebounds per game at the two. That's that's big time for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, I watched him the other night in person, and he just was amazing. I was mind blown at his ability. Um, I last year, people said he had a terrible year, off year. I mean, he averaged 15 and five. Um, was going crazy in the bubble when we had the bubble, you know. Um, I think he's going to get right back to that, and so far this year he has shown that he's making strides. Yeah, and before the season he came out and said that he believes he deserves to be on that same level as Luka and Trey Young, some of the other names in his draft class. And through two games he has definitely shown that he is belonging. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he is quite on those guys' level, but if he continues putting up 28.5 points a game on 47.8% from the field, while also putting up, what is uh, the league, at, all right, to preface what this stat I'm going to say, the league average defensive rating is 107.2, and if you don't know how the defensive rating works, the lower your rating, the better. Tyler Hero has had a 95.1 defensive rating. This guy's playing 
like well above average defense. Defense, why wow, I said that weird. Defense, defense. so far. Is three. that your cousin, Damar? <laughs> was a, Sorry, I didn't, didn't want to interrupt you. But he's playing some pretty damn good defense while looking very good on offense. He has definitely been showing out through their first two games, for sure. He really has. Um, that's also why he's my sixth man of the year pick. I mean, he knows he's playing a big role. I mean, averaging the most points coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. I mean, not many teams, you, there's not many teams that you see that mm -hmm. coming from, or guys. I mean, he's... He's nasty. That's what he is. He's nasty. Mm -hmm. And with the Heat looking to bounce back from the disappointment of a postseason they had last year, yeah. having Tyler Hero coming off the bench doing what he's been doing, I don't think you can ask for much more. I, he is doing exactly what they want and need him to do if they are going to be the team that returns to the finals like they did back in the bubble. Exactly. And Spo, uh, Eric Spolstra, I mean, he's got he's got the green light. I mean, I watched him twice pull up from this one on five from three to get a two for one. Obviously, that's an IQ play, but not many people have the confidence to do that. It's, I mean, he's in his third year. Um, I don't know. I'm just ready for him to show out and mm -hmm. shut the haters up, honestly. Yep. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, with that, we're going to be taking this episode to the close. We're going to be uh, pulling the car into the garage and we're going to be turn it off and uh, throwing the keys on the counter. So, uh, yeah. uh, if you're listening, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate everyone that has listened to this first episode. And uh, um, with that, uh, Podman out. Podman out.